Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker over there, Ben Maller here. We're hanging out, calling away, and we're going to have a grand time, Rob Parker. We choosing. are. Yes, my you good You know friend. what? We, I didn't hear that. Uh, what, what does Colin do? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just like that. There you go. And what a way to start, Rob, the... New York Jets getting the full treatment yet again. Hard knocks. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. I never miss hard knocks. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they have mastered the formula, as I have pointed out in the past on the overnight show that I do, that the uh, hard knocks formula is like HGTV. Uh, you watch an episode of any of those shows on HGTV, and you know how it's going to go. And the hard knocks is the NFL films people have mastered it. So the latest episode of Hard Knocks, they did a Sopranos spoof where they showed Robert Sala driving on the Jersey Turnpike going into the stadium there to get ready for the the season, so uh, for exhibition game. Uh, so they had that, and uh, the one thing that we, we do love about Hard Knocks, I love it, the mic'd up players behind the scenes. And there was one incident, Rob. Uh, in fact, I think we have the audio on this. So uh, the uh, Aaron Rodgers, and he's uh, there's a giant player, and I, I get the name of the guy here, Jihad Ward. And so Jihad Ward and Aaron Rodgers, there's a uh, Rodgers. He only played a few plays in the exhibition game. So Ward comes in. There's a little contact, and then uh, well, you'll hear what happened. Take a listen. Bro, that goes with respect, bro. Come on, what the. That five damn sets. I don't even know who you are, bro. I don't know who you are. You don't? I've oh, never heard of you. Drops back. Lobs one. Front left pylon. It is caught. Garrett Wilson. Oh, it's a jet touchdown. Poke the bear. I ain't doing it, bro. I'm not going hurt you. Then I gave him the line that's uncomeback with the ball. I said, I don't even know who you are. But he said, he said, I don't know who you are. I said, bull. 
Yeah. So this is the great thing. Now, Rob, I, I don't know a lot of famous people. You know more famous people than me. Uh, is but, that right? Who said that? I no, no. You know, you know famous people, Rob. Okay. But, but here's the thing. I That is the ultimate KO. If you go up to somebody who's famous, like, I don't know who you are. That annoys famous people more than anything. They go nuts. They go ballistic. And uh, and so it was, it was, it was good audio. Uh, also, we have uh, Aaron Rodgers very upset you know, this is they're building and painting the picture here on Hard Knocks about Aaron Rodgers, the great leader, the the savior of the New York Jets. And unlike every other stiff that's played quarterback for the Jets, Aaron Rodgers is not going to put up with any of the nonsense. Take a listen. Mistake. One drive. The basic at twelve to fourteen yards. Mistakes in one damn drive. Unbelievable. Drop three balls. Three wrong routes and a false start. Yeah. And then Rogers probably when he talks to the media, I thought we had a great practice today. I thought everything was fine. We did a good job, right, Rob? Isn't that how it usually goes when you were covering NFL teams over the years? Yes. Uh, yeah. Then they'll definitely flip it. I don't know. I mean, obviously, whenever you pull the curtain back, there's some uh, acting there. People know that they're mic'd. You know, like, I, I don't know how much of it is. Like reality TV, right? They had a show called Bridezilla. What is that? What are you supposed to do if you're a bride? Are you supposed to act nice to the people helping you with the wedding, yeah. or are you supposed to act like something else? You know what you, I mean? You, like, yeah, like, it, like, it, like that's what I always say. Like, once you know you're mic'd, and I'm walking around with a mic on, I think I play to the camera and the mic. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there's a, there's a, I forget the term. I remember reading about this when I was in school. There's a term for it, and it, it was a science experiment in a factory. And they put cameras in the factory to see how people would react to the cameras. And people do, you change. And these guys know if they have a great line on hard knocks, they're going to get attention. Guys like us are going to talk about it. But they have marketing opportunities. I remember when I was, uh, years ago when reality TV kind of started, I was driving in uh, Hollywood to work. And they were taping one of those dating reality shows. And I was stopped at a red light. And there's a lot of traffic. And so they walked across the street and they you know, taped the thing. And I guess they didn't get the right camera angle, so they did it again. I was like, wait oh, a minute. How, I mean, what right, you- that's scripted. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. well, that's the issue. And then they have writers writing what you need to say and all this kind of stuff. It, it's all a farce. It is. Yeah. And, and the Jets could wind up being a farce, just speaking of farces. And I'm going to say this, Ben. You don't have Jets fever, Rob? You're a New York guy. You don't Dude, have Jets I fever? Up, I grew up as a Jets fan. I grew yeah. up in Queens. I used to go to games at Shea Stadium. I mean, I'm uh, all of that. Remember. But I'm not one of these guys that uh, every time they add a quarterback, add water, and stir, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Okay? Because Brett Favre was a Jet, too. Okay? How'd that work out? That did not work out. Did not work out well? No. And, and here's my thing. I get it. I know why people are thinking that this is it. Finally, that this downtrodden organization that hasn't won a Super Bowl since the Louisiana Purchase is all of a sudden (laughs) going to win now because they got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Whatever you think of Aaron Rodgers, the guy's one of the greatest who ever threw the football, okay? And he already won a Super Bowl. Long time ago, though. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Long time ago. Yeah, you say that, but Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. 
No, okay. he didn't. But, but he, he was a great quarterback. Was, would you, but, would you deny that? But is that to me that I'm not one of these guys where you have to win a championship. No, I think, I'm Car- not. I think Carl Malone in the NBA is one of the all-time greats. He didn't win a championship, right? People rip him all. He didn't win. Charles no, I'm Barkley, not saying guys that. Like that. But I'm saying that the people try to act like, well, uh, Aaron Rodgers won a long time. He won. There are guys yeah. who never but won. Think, but the pack, you think of Favre and Rodgers, thirty basically thirty years of playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. They won two. Yeah, but two. That, yeah, but that, two. I think I think two, what you Rob. I think what two. you're not looking at is, and you're not being fair is I'm being fair. No, the bad defenses. And remember, here's here's two things. In Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay, they never drafted a skill position in the first round. Never zero. And also, they never they never fixed their defense. And one year, if, I, if you could help me out, one year. Everybody on their roster, except for one player, was drafted by the Packers. So it was, I think if they had an owner, a real owner, that things would have been different. But because they're run by, you know, like this board and nobody really owns the Packers, I think that has hurt the organization, to to be honest, in getting the parts and the pieces that they need. But anyway. But they have the ultimate, though, in Green Bay. They're like, hey, well, we're in Green Bay. You know, who wants to come to Green Bay? That's what they always, that's their argument. They did did get Reggie White as a free agent to come to Green Bay. Well, that's because God told him to do that. Okay. God hadn't told, if God had told him to go to Cincinnati, he would have gone to Cincinnati. But he did go to Green Bay. So they need interference from a higher power to get people to go to Green Bay. Either that or to to produce uh, Hebrew national hot dogs. Well, that would be. (laughs) That would be. My, my brother actually lives in Appleton, Wisconsin. I'd never That's been. That's where the mall is. In I know. Appleton. I had oh, never been to Green Bay. My brother lived there. You know, I, I tried to avoid going there, but I did. I, I loved it. I thought it was great, but it is so When unlike. did you go? You talk about a you love Appleton. I did. I went you went in February? I didn't, no, I didn't go in February. Okay, December. I'm not stupid. That's an awful no, place. No, Are but, you kidding? But, but I got. The, I love the whole explanation that Green Bay is so small. And I went to Lambeau Field, and there's like there's no game there. I went to Lambeau Field. The, the biggest thing at Lambeau Field was the team store. Uh, you know, you know. So, but I went to Lambeau, and it's like there's not even a hotel big enough for the teams to stay in Green Bay. They, they stay in stay, Appleton. They stay in Appleton, yeah, I, which I, is not that big, by the way, either. No, but yeah. I know because obviously I covered every Lions road game for oh, almost so you spent twenty a lot years of eating cheese curds and all. Yeah, that. so were, I was in Appleton, and I went to the mall, and I bought yeah. sneakers there, and the whole nine yards, and I've lived that life. But it really, there's nothing there. I mean, let's just be honest. You saw that. You got people parked their cars in people's driveways across the street from Lambeau well, Field game day. You can go to Culver's, though, and get some good fast food. Okay. You know, so Is that it? That. All right. Yeah, like but here's place. my point yeah. on the New York Jetropolitan. I get it. They won seven games. They didn't make the playoffs, but they won seven games. They didn't have a quarterback a year ago, right? So you say, okay, they had a pretty darn good defense. They got young players, some young studs, right? Running back, wide receiver. I get it. You start to look at the roster and go, they got a good roster. You add a Hall of Fame quarterback and and add water, stir, and you go, they're going to go into the Super Bowl or this is all set up. But we saw this very same scenario with the New York Mets this past year who won what? 101 games last year, Ben Maller. And guess what? They went out and got Justin Verlander, the American League uh, Cy Young Award winner, comeback player of the year. Add him to Scherzer and everything that had gone on the year before, and guess what? They're not going to the playoffs. <laughs> well, the thing that fascinates me about the Jets is, first of all, the the fact that this is a combustible situation. 
you just talked about Green Bay and Rodgers going to New York. And you know you were a sports writer in New York. You grew up there. How how different it is. If things go bad, oh, if yeah. this turns out to be rotten, the snowball effect is it's going to bury the Jets. And they're 0-4 to start. There's no doubt done, about it. And they it. go out. They open up with Buffalo on, I think, Monday I'm not night. high on Buffalo. I'll tell you that. Well, I look at the AFC East. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, Rob. I think the whole division is a tinderbox because Buffalo, you've got the dig situation. That could turn nasty. My my guys that are in Bill's Mafia tell me I'm nuts that digs will be fine. But I've seen too many Diva wide receivers cause uh, problems. You look at Miami, Tua's, uh, you want to be polite and stuff, but the guy's had a lot of concussions. You don't know if he's going to stay healthy. They don't have a Mike White, I believe, is the backup quarterback there, the former Jet. The Patriots, who I mean, they're a mess. So that whole division is topsy-turvy, but the Jets are also also topsy-turvy. Aaron Rodgers did not look good. People don't like to talk about this. It's taboo. He did not look good. He showed signs last year that you're like, is did he- Did he have a bad he, thumb? Is it, well, is that the excuse? No, is that the get-out-of-jail-free ex- card? It's not is an that- excuse, Ben. Like, you got to be realistic. Now, now, that guy threw more interceptions last year than he did the previous three years. I mean, you, can you at least admit that that looked a little weird that he didn't it have It was his- odd, but you but, know— But he did the, have a thumb injury. But the rule is, uh, Rob, that when you get to a certain age, if you don't play well, then all of it, If you had that same year when you're 25, you're like, ah, you know, it's a throwaway. But it— you know, late 30s? Three years ago, Bucky Brooks. The great Bucky uh, right? Brooks. The great book, Bucky yeah. Brooks, who, Brooks, who I had a big fight with on the air because he said Aaron Rodgers was washed up. This was the year before he won the back-to-back uh, MVPs. Yeah. I, all I'm saying is- Now, you can- you know a thing or two about calling people washed up. Okay. Uh, right, well, Rob? I mean, I'm going to name Tom Brady here, but- okay. uh, I'm just, But my point is, yeah. you got to be careful- and I do believe that there was something. I'm not saying he played well. I'm not getting, he for, for Aaron Rodgers. He did not play well. But uh, the other thing that scares me about the Jets, even more than Aaron Rodgers at age 39, is the Jets. It's different when nobody has expectations for you. You know that Ben. Last year, nobody thought the Jets were any good. They won some games that they people were shocked at. Oh wow, look at what's going on here. Now this year with all the talk and they're going to the Super Bowl and they you think that people are going to take the Jets lightly coming in with Aaron Rodgers? Do you, do you believe yeah. that? Yeah. Not not one second. Right out so of the it's gates. different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. so different when when all of a sudden you're supposed to be this team. I think the same thing will happen with the Detroit Lions, who people are making all this See, I disagree with you on the Lions. I am drinking the Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid. Drink it all. I love Dan Campbell's shtick. Everyone ripped him when he got hired. He was a meathead guy. But I think he's figured something out there. I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, last year, he cost them the game against Minnesota. Well, their the defense first. was terrible, no, but, but And also, we need to get the sound, Ryan, of the Lions announcers, who t- and we'll talk about the Lions later in the show, yeah, we will. who we'll told Dan Campbell... To call timeout during the, they're screaming at him. Yeah, during the game, that's the coach well, you should, think is going to be coach well, of the year and uh, get to the Super Bowl. I didn't say coach of the okay, year. Okay, we'll talk. Uh, about but that. we'll talk about that later for sure. Anyway, uh, we're hanging out, Colin away, Rob Parker there, Ben Maller here. Is it true that Jerry Jones is following the rule of drama yet again? We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. And there's a rule in 
Sports Talk Radio that you can't go more than uh, what about a couple segments without mentioning the Dallas Cowboys, Rob? Is that the rule that you have to mention the Dallas Cowboys? Is it the Cowboys, LeBron James, Lakers, and uh, what's the third? What's the third part of that? Is there like the trifecta? Is there a third? Well, team? it used to be Tom Brady. Oh, the right, Patriots. Right, yeah, the and, Patriots. And all get. that, right? Yeah. So the Dallas Cowboys here are at the top, and uh, the rule of drama. You know what the rule of drama is, right, Rob? It's, it's a Hollywood thing that everything's got to be more messy and convoluted than it needs to be. It's the the rule of drama. and Because if everyone gets along, it's not good. It's like, kind of like doing a radio show. If everyone agrees on everything, how boring is that? Right. Uh, there are plenty of shows like that, but people don't listen to them. No, no. It's, right. uh, it's called background noise and uh, all that. But anyway, so uh, the story this week in Cowboyland is, Jerry Jones, he liked the team so much he bought it, and he's the GM. There's been the GM forever. We all know that. And uh, Jerry has, uh, he over the years, he's done things randomly just to get attention, to keep the Cowboys. Not that the Cowboys need extra attention, but I feel like Jerry does a lot of things just because he knows it's going to be good fodder. And that, that football's not the most important thing. One of those moves involved Trey Lance, the transaction the last couple of days here, Trey Lance coming over uh, over the weekend from the 49ers for a fourth-round pick. And if you didn't hear the audio, Jerry Jones, listen to, to Jerry and explain. He did not uh, let everyone know what his plan was. He had— what, what a shocker that was. He had no plan. Take a listen. We didn't tell anybody until we did it, period. <laughs> there was nobody that knew it. I, we told Mike after we'd done it. And you but my point is we just wanted to get it done. Have you talked to Dak since then? No, I have not. When you say you told Mike afterward, did he have any input on, on the decision? Just that he liked him as a quarterback coming out. But that, that's our decision. All right, so what are the Cowboys thinking what, here? What, what, are you shocked, Ben? They've been running this thing, the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, like a mom-and-pop store, okay? His kid's running the team. Jerry thinks he's the GM. And, and uh, you know, I get it. He owns the team, uh, so he wants to do it. He wants to win his way. He's already in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he still wants to win on his own terms. And in the last 28 years, they've been to the NFC Championship game zero times. Their playoff record is 5-12. and 12. We could go on and on and on. They're with the NFL reg, uh, dregs as far as teams that haven't done anything in the last 30 years with the Lions and the, and the Browns and the Cowboys are in that group. And all of it coincides with when Jerry Jones decided he had to win his way. And this is why we keep getting the same old, same old from the Cowboys. Why don't you smart people turn over the business to people who do this for a living? And and I don't understand it. Why, why? Well, I'll tell you what. If I bought an NFL team, Rob, I would want to be the GM. I would want to be Jerry Jones. I would. If I had enough money, if I won the lottery. For what? Why, why, why would you What's it? You don't want to hire other people to run the team. I, I know more than get these other football. people. Get football. Yeah, you think you football. do. What are football people? Go the get Brent, guys the, who, who have done done the work. Nah, you know, yeah. Uh, like, so you're just like, you would love this. You would like 28 years where since Jimmy Johnson left, you haven't done anything really. I mean, let's just be well, honest. Well, one thing that Jerry has done is the Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable team. That has nothing to NFL. do with that. The, the, the Cowboys were before he bought the team. The Cowboys were the yeah. American team. I actually had stop, a, stop giving them credit 
Well, as if he transformed. They, no, they, he hasn't they, destroyed it. No, but they had Tom he Landry. It. They had great players. He got Stop. rid of Landry. He got Stop. rid of Landry. But no, you, listen, but, but you're the, making it like they were they were the Lions, and he turned them into the Cowboys. They were the Cowboys. They, were con- always but the fact that they've continued though, and as you just pointed out, you just gave the resume of stinkage for the Dallas Cowboys, and yet still the the Cowboys have endured. In terms of revenue that, and but, popularity, but and all that, that stuff. But that's not what you're there for. Yes, but a lot of it is if because I own, yes. If I own a team, I want to want to want to yeah, increase right. the value of the team. So you could do that, but you don't have to make player personnel decisions, Ben. You could be the the owner and 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 enjoy all the money and everybody saying what a great franchise and look at the stadium you built and all of this. You could enjoy all that and also win. You could be Robert Kraft. You could hang out with rap. You could uh, get married at 95 years old. You could do all that if you want and still have a winning product. What are you talking about? Yeah, but if if the Cowboys do win, and Jerry's, you know, how many, how many years he's going to do this? Jerry's getting older, but it's somewhat, if the Cowboys win, that's the ultimate. Hey, see, I told you so. We're going to win. Uh, oh, is that yes. 40 years later? Yeah. Uh, Jerry Jones. Overnight it, success. It took 40 years. Jerry whatever, Jones yeah. is so old, I think they moved his uh, office to the cemetery. I mean, is just it, stop. He's in the waiting room. He's I mean, just what, gonna, what, 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 are you, what are we no, doing No, but it's here? fine. The Trey Lance. Uh, listen, and I'm not, I'm not going to defend. I, I can't defend Jerry Jones' record. All I'm saying is if, I, if you listening won enough money to buy an NFL team, you would want the whole point of it as a fan, you want to run the team. He was a fan and he got he bought the team. He wanted to run the team. You want to do you don't do but that. But football these so many teams hire football the Jets, how many football people have Jets hired and they there's no better than the Cowboys. Yes they the are Cleveland the Jets Browns. went the Jets went to the AFC championship game big deal twice. What do you mean big deal? Because, I'll tell you why. No wait a minute no. wait a minute they went twice with matter. Rex Ryan. You're be, acting like the Jets didn't do anything for hundred years. Let me explain because what are you talking I, about? I like the Clippers, all right? And I always point out on my show, I point out the Clippers made the Final Four. And everyone's, that doesn't mean anything. Who yeah, cares but, about the Final Four? They, they were in the conference finals. But that, that's the only time in their uh, franchise it history. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. They, yes, it, it was is. a few years ago. They were in the conference finals, and they, they, one of their best players got hurt but, and all that. But my point is, you're talking about, well, the, so the, either, well, the either that zone. matters. I mean, you know, the, the Cleveland Browns, you go down the Lions, they've all hired football people for the most part over the years. Football people doesn't guarantee you anything. Nobody says it guarantees, but when you look at the Cowboys and how they won, had a dynasty, won three out of four when Jimmy Johnson was buying the groceries and cooking, and then it took it over by Jerry Jones, and you look 28 years down the road and you see that this franchise hasn't done what with the talented players and the money that they spent. Ben, for them not to get to an NFC championship game since 1995 is outrageous. The league is set up so that you can, you no, know, I, like you I, can, I, I agree with all that. You, I agree you can, with all that. You can turn but, your franchise around. That's why when you look at franchises like the Lions and the Cowboys of late, and you say to yourself, "How is this even possible that that the Lions have have won one playoff game since 1957, or the Cowboys haven't been to the NFC Championship game since 1995?" That's more than a generation. People of twenty more than twenty five years. Yeah. No, it's it's been it's been bad, but the, the whole Trey Lance thing. To circle back to Trey Lance, from a football standpoint, it makes no sense. You, you, the, some people are in the in the Cowboys media are like, "Well, he's an insurance in, ga- in case Dak Prescott ends up 
leaving and the, the Cowboys have to make a decision on Dak's contract if you're into that kind of thing coming up. But my point, the, Trey Lance has done nothing other than some scouts when he was in North Dakota said this guy's going to be great. And because of the whole COVID thing, he hardly played his last year at North Dakota. Uh, state and then and now in the NFL he hasn't played much. When he's played, he hasn't been very good. And he's you, played you, five he, games, Ben. You're going to evaluate what, yes, a guy off of that. Yes. Stop it. It's the Stop. NFL, right? The old Jerry Glanville line, not for long and all. You five gotta, you games. You got to show something. Yes, that's, that's a legit. That's legit, Ben. Uh, enough for the 49ers to throw in the no, flag that just and, 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 and say that's it. We're done. We're gonna you know we're gonna bring in you know, Brock Purdy's gonna be the guy. Was it the last pick in the draft? Yeah. Okay. And then Brock Purdy falls off the cliff this year. Uh, they'll be scrambling it'll just prove to you that they did a terrible job of uh of uh vetting this guy and and scouting him and Trey Lance should have never been picked they should have never gave up three first round picks to to swing and miss that bad on a guy is ridiculous it tells you about that uh, that Shanahan that uh Shanahan never really wanted him and and there had to be a divide in the front office why why in the world would you draft a guy Give him five games to play and then get rid of him. Well, I mean, he couldn't, it doesn't, he couldn't it doesn't stay, make sense. He couldn't stay healthy, though. That's the problem. He kept getting hurt. Play five games. He got, he can't, well, that's because he can't, they can't play him if he's in a wheelchair. I mean, what are they going to do? The guy's the guy's hurt. Why not? First and Put him out there, that wheelchair first, football. First and ten with a yeah. wheelchair. Well, he'd be mobile. He'd definitely be able to move around there. <laughs> and it'd be hard to tackle. I mean, you could get injured if you hit the wheelchair the wrong way. That could become... Uh, problematic, uh, for sure. But uh, Trey, listen, Trey Lance, uh, it's it's just a bizarre situation. I go back to the drama orama of Jerry's world, and but one thing, one other point, and Jerry said this somewhat recently in the last year or so. He said, I think it was last year, the Cowboys had a decision to make the trade deadline where they're going to add you know big name player or whatever. And Jerry like did the whole rant, and we'll talk more about this later. But his whole rant, Rob, was like, well, you don't want to go all in. You know, Jerry's idea is just. He wants to be competitive every year so the Cowboys have a chance. And then he figures the law of averages will play out, which I don't think is a legitimate law, the law of averages, that at some point, by mistake, the Cowboys, as long as they're in the playoffs they, every year, they're going to win one. They that, thought that, that they thought that in Chicago with the Cubs, and then 108 years passed. Stop yeah. with the law. They've been saying that in Detroit with the Lions. I, I worked in that town. There's no such thing. It's about making good decisions. It's about building a team the right way. It ain't the law of averages. Everybody doesn't win. There are yeah. plenty of teams in every league, Ben, that have never won a championship, right, throughout their whole existence because it's not a law of averages. Oh, well, uh, the stars will align and the clouds will, will part open and then all of a sudden yeah. everything will fall in our lap and we'll win. No. Yeah. And by the way, before we get off the Cowboys conversation point here, I uh, if I'm the Cowboys, I would move on from Dak Prescott. I'm not a Dak Prescott guy. That guy has come up small in so many big games over the years. I don't think he's the guy. He's not the guy that's going to get it done. I have not seen. He's been there long enough now, Dak, and he's fine during the regular season and against inferior opponents, but I've seen that guy go out there and puke too many times in big games. Well, but Jerry gave him the big contract. They well, kept I, I know. I wouldn't have done it. Can, I know. All right. I and know. then they had no choice but to but, pay but him they're, but they're coming all up, the money. They're coming up to another crossroads here, Rob, where it's like hey, they can make a decision whether or not they want to continue to go down that road. But everyone's so afraid. They're so paranoid about change. They're like, I don't know. I mean, we picked the wrong quarterback. Yeah, okay. Maybe you will pick the wrong. Maybe you'll pick somebody who puts you over the top and, and gets it done. 
I mean, the, the Cowboys have talent. You, you would, even though you ripped Jerry Jones, you'd admit that roster's pretty good. Yeah, but Micah that's Parsons the, is a stud. But that's the problem defense. is that they have a good roster, but they can't win because if they had somebody who, and Jerry's not making, he just told you he just signed a quarterback without talking to the coach. Uh, the coach of the team. Come on, didn't that come on, Ben? Like, like even if you want to make the move, can can you clue yeah. in the coach who's actually running well, the team? And, and, and some people were upset because he didn't tell Dak. Now I don't understand not, not telling Dak. Dak, Dak I understand not telling. Yeah, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy's like. Uh, yeah. But he couldn't tell him because I don't know because he wasn't working the puppet strings on McCarthy. <laughs> Is that what it was? I guess so. I I'm surprised McCarthy's back after the way they imploded against the Niners last year. Are they they must have put so much stock the Cal. Cowboys in beating a sub 500 Buccaneer team with Tom Brady who was on his last legs and all that. That was a, and, and you know what? There were so many people thought that Tampa was going to win. I I never bought that. You I know, did, like, did you buy that? I did not. I, I, I was the like, Cowboys the Cowboys team. are going to yeah, beat yeah. them. That was like the biggest. Yeah. Uh, to me, uh, easy bet I've ever seen. But you saw with the the, the Cowboys, Dak Prescott against the sub-500 team in the playoffs played well. And then when he went against no, the 49ers that's defense. That's Go look at the record. I know. That's what I'm saying. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. The Chicago Bears were the worst team in football because the Houston Texans won a game they weren't supposed to win last year. That was a great ending. Are you kidding? <laughs> you enjoyed that? I love that. It just cost them a, the top pick, but okay. That's uh, fine. So th- the Bears, if you pay attention to the uh, the buildup, the lead-in to the NFL season, the Chicago Bears are on the short list of teams that have been puffed up like a puffer fish that the Chicago Bears are going to be a lot better and that that division with Aaron Rodgers not there in Green Bay anymore, the Vikings are good but not great, and the you look at the Lions, you're down on the Lions, I think the Lions will be okay. But it's a competitive division. So the Bears are, are going to be a, a contender, many people think. And the big point here is that Justin Fields, the quarterback in Chicago, is not only going to improve, but... He is an MVP candidate. Uh, Rob, I am uh, I am blown away by this. Uh, I look at Justin Fields and I say, what are we doing here? Like, I, I, I liked him coming out of Ohio State. And he's been a wonderful highlight sizzle reel guy. He's been really good with the sizzle reel. But the reality is that his throwing of the football has been terrible. He was statistically, if you look at some of the the numbers last year, throwing the ball for the Bears, he was horrible. And I just don't see a – he's going to be better, but for him to go from where he has been last year until uh, into MVP rarefied air – I I don't I don't get it. I think these people are talking out of their behinds with this nonsense. Well, uh, it's just uh, I don't know. People are looking for stuff to fill over the- summertime. Throwing out names like I want to be as a uh, uh, cutting edge as possible, so that if something happens, I'll tell you. Well, but, I get that you're looking but, for the but, ne- right. you're looking for the next big thing. But, Everyone's but, looking for the but, next big but thing. But the thing you did bring up about Justin Fields, I'll say this: uh, it wasn't that long ago people were questioning whether Jalen Hurts could throw the football conf- consistently enough. I remember we had Anthony Gargano from Philadelphia. You know uh, the the Pope down the there. the fellas. Yes. <laughs> And he came on our show, and this was last year. Yeah. Not this past season, the, you know, the year before. And said that, you know, while he loved Jalen Hurts and thought he was 
you know, uh, just a, a great football player. He just questioned whether or not he could throw the football consistently to be an NFL quarterback. And then what happened in the year's time when you got him some weapons and some other things happened, he had an unbelievable year, including a tremendous Super Bowl that had they not turned the ball over, Ben, you don't know, they might have won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's how great he played. So can people improve and take another step if the right weapons and scheme is put around them? Sure. Do I think that uh, Justin Fields is uh, in the conversation for MVP coming into the season? No, I don't believe that. But can he improve and play better? I saw Jalen Hurts do it in one year. You got to admit that, Ben. Yeah, there but here's, here's the difference, though. But and and you're right, Hurts. I didn't think Hurts was going to be very good. I thought he'd be. I thought he'd be average. And but he started at a better spot than where Fields is in Chicago. I, I got it. But there he were was, questions, is what I'm saying. No, they, there is. But the the overhyping. And this always drives me nuts. I guess we're kind of in the hype business, doing what we do here. I'm not a hype man, but you got to earn. To me, you got to earn it. And I just don't think he's earned. I, people are they're they're pulling muscles trying to stretch reality, and I I I do not see it. The, the Bears have a slightly better roster than they did last year. The other thing for Fields, and I, I see this with a lot of quarterbacks. This is also a thing that drives me nuts. I call it fat shaming, Rob, where people rip when quarterbacks get sacked. They always think it's the offensive line's fault. They never think it cannot be well, the, quarterback's the quarterback. Maybe the quarterback held the ball too. That's long. what I'm saying. And a lot of these, I look at a lot of the quarterbacks that are sacked at the very top, and you know, a lot of many times the sacks are because they held on. They didn't. They didn't get rid of the ball. And you can. I remember in the old days, uh, Peyton Manning, who I ripped, uh, but Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, the top quarterbacks of all time, have been able to. If they have an offensive line that's got issues, you adjust. You it's and Justin Fields hasn't gotten to that point. Now maybe he will get to that point, but he hasn't gotten there yet. And he's going to get killed when you combine the way he you know he runs the ball and all the sacks. Uh, you know, the Bears will be on their third quarterback by week ten. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, do I think he could take a step? Sure, I do. Because. I think you, you've seen that in the NFL. If you get people weapons and you improve the roster and you figure it out, he has a year, he watched what happened last year. And if you decide that, okay, I need to do these things and, and, and I need to uh, figure out how much time I have with the offensive line and if I'm throwing a football, all kinds of stuff. So it's not inconceivable that he can definitely get imp- improvement. Now them saying that the what the Bears are winning the division is that a part of this story too? Or, well, that they're just... a contender. I don't. I don't think of the Bears as a contender. Do you have the Bears as a? Uh, a, a to be a, to me to be a contender, you got to win nine around nine games. I don't think the Bears are yeah. going to nine games. I, Does that mean that they think the Lions are only going to win six and the Bears are going to? Is that, is well, that you have the, the Lions is? winning about four games. No, I didn't say that. Nah, come on. You I do. I did not say that. You are, not you've taken that. a strong anti-Lions position. Oh, on. only because I covered them for 20 years? I, is that I, what it is? I, listen, I covered the Clippers when they were dreadful, but they're a good team now. So th- things can change. Okay. Things improve. That's what right? I remember when you were covering the Cubs for those 108 well, years. That's I, what you said every year, right? I might have missed a couple of those years in, uh, in Chicago. Okay, I'm yeah. just saying. like, Just be careful of assuming that things are going to be one way or the other. Uh, MVP, no. Can he make big steps and strides? Yes. That can happen, Ben. I just don't see the MVP talk. There's too many other uh, quality quarterbacks and situations. And it's turned into a quarterback award. It's not a, uh, a real MVP. You might as well yeah. call it the Cy Young of, of quarterback because that's really what it is, right? Yeah. 
No, no. It, it, yeah, I mean, the, you, the last, who's the last run? 2012. Was it, was it uh, Adrian Peterson? 2012, I yeah. think. I mean, that, yeah. that's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, no, no, for sure. It, it absolutely is. And, and, but as far as the Jalen Hurts thing, here's my one of my issues. Like, Jalen Hurts, to me, that's the exception of the rule. Like, but it's doable. Is it that is the doable. Okay, I'll... but it is the exception. Oftentimes, like you start out a certain way, and most of the time, it's not going to deviate from the path you've started. Yeah, but on. look, but look at where he went from people questioning, you know, if this guy could play consistently in the NFL. To a Super Bowl and no, and well, and his, more importantly, he got paid. He got the and, big contract, and his he, uh, numbers uh, yeah. in the Super Bowl was suitable for framing. I mean, they weren't yeah, like he I, just was on the ride with the defense. He played yeah. great. Yeah, he did not have the tight tuckus syndrome in the Super Bowl. He was the moment was not too big uh, for him, and and so that one turnover but, turned everything, changed yeah. everything. But it, again, it, I go back to the to the point. It's like that's the exception. Is it possible? Sure. It's possible I could go, you know, a, a second head, uh, but probably not going to happen. Probably not going to take place there uh, in terms of that. Uh, I did want to mention here the Washington football team. I guess they call the commanders now. Ron Rivera said something this week, Rob, uh, and it caught my attention. It, it, talking about the, the situation there in Washington, and I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not going to give you the exact quote because I'm not Ron Rivera, but I'm going to paraphrase. So there, it was, they were talking about the quarterback, and Sam Howell has played well in these practice games, and I you know, I, I hope he does well, but you know, practice I don't make any opinions on exhibition games. But the gist of the Ron Rivera quote was, if I had known he was this good, we would have played him earlier, was the quote. And that to me, that's I know Ron's had some health problems. He'd been away from the team a little bit, but that's... That quote right there, to me, is a quote that I mean. I own the team. My eyeballs are popping out of my head. No, I'm like, if I own the team, doing? I'm going down to his office and saying, uh, uh, "Can you? Can I have your key and clicker <laughs> to, to the to the garage?" I mean, yeah. seriously, like, like to even say that. If I knew he was that good, I would be playing. Like that sounds ridiculous. Aren't you watching the film? Aren't you exactly. in, talking to people? Aren't you watching yeah. them play? Even if you're not at practice, because Ron had some health problems, but even if you you do have to, you're still the head coach, you got to keep track of this stuff, and you're the one. I'm not the one. I, I have strong opinions on everyone, Rob, but they're not paying me to make the actual decisions. They're paying him to make the uh, take the, make the decisions here. And so you talk about a good soft, soft launch for Sam Howell, though. The Arizona Cardinals, the worst team that you could possibly have in the NFL, at least talent-wise, and that's the first game Washington plays. So uh, if he does not get off to a good start, you just, you're just like, what, what are we doing here? Dynasty the king. king. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. 
Listen to Michael Smith presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The defending of cheapness. So Bill Belichick, people still talking about this. If you didn't hear it, Belichick, on his weekly radio spot in Boston on WEI, Belichick normally says nothing interesting at all. It is painful. To listen to, but every once in a while, every once in a while, Bill will say something that has got some meat to it. And so Belichick this week on his weekly radio spot in Boston there, uh, he was asked about you know, the, the money and spending money. And, uh, well, he then mentioned uh, certain teams that spend too much money. Take a listen. Can't you create cap space by spending more cash and guarantees? So teams like the Bills are... Temporarily, you can. You can't, you can't sustain it, no. I mean, you can't sustain the 20 years of success that we sustain uh, by overspending every year without having to eventually pay those bills and play with a lesser team. Do you think it is so possible? So I think if you look at the teams that, you know, have done that, that's kind of where some of them ended up. You know, Jacksonville back in 14, the Rams are going through it, Tampa's going through it now. So I'm not saying there's anything right or wrong with it. It's just a different way of doing things, and there's – you know, there's the results for doing that. All right, so I totally disagree with Bill Belichick. And uh, it's a good question, Belichick. Uh, it's like the Rams and Bucks are the bad guys, but they both won the, the championship by going for it. And I look at Belichick, Rob, and I say to myself, this guy for the last 20 years, he's been protecting Robert Kraft, who has never been one of the top spenders as an owner with the Patriots. And... Yeah, my my guys in Boston I talk to, they tell me, say, well, nobody really criticizes Robert Kraft. He's the beloved owner and all that. And Belichick, there's this perception that Belichick would rather coach guys that are lesser guys. He does not want to pay the big money guys because he you know, they have big egos and all that. But that that's a terrible way to look at things. I want to work for a business that wants to overpay people. I don't want to work for a business that doesn't want to pay people. And the NFL salary cap, I'm a salary cap truther, Rob. I've got a tinfoil hat on here. Are you really? Yes, I believe the the salary cap is totally uh, malleable and it's easy to manipulate and it's it's the only, like any business, any business has a budget. You know, I worked in the radio business a long time and if they want you, if you're important enough to the radio station, they will They'll pay, pay you. They'll pay you. Exactly. They always have money for people and they want. if you suck or or they don't think you're very good, they will not pay you. Uh, so that's kind of, and it's, it's no different in the NFL. So I, I hear Belichick go on that rant, and I'm like, yeah, come on. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely, it's, and the Patriots, at this point, they have to spend money, and yet they are 31st in the NFL in cash spending heading into the season. Yeah. 31st. There's only 32 teams. There's only 32 teams. But this, li- this, is a, this is a lesson to all these players and fans who get duped by this whole salary cap thing and not spending money on players, what they're doing to the running backs, Ben, they tell you, oh, yeah, let us use you up for five years and then we'll go get a another a young a younger player for no money. Like, like seriously, who wants to sign up for that? Uh, uh, J- J- uh, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing. He couldn't get a deal, right? Like, yeah. like, like yeah. how is that you're asking people to put up their – their blood, sweat, tears, give up their bodies, right? Get those extra two yards you need for a first down to help you win the game. It's the same thing like Jim Irsay in, in uh, Indianapolis and what they're doing with Jonathan Taylor, right? Like, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, we don't need you. Uh, we can take anybody could play that position. We can put anybody in your spot. Well, if that's the case, why don't you just release him? If you don't, if you well, because he has value, right? That's why you didn't release them. Well, they, they they treat running backs like disposable toothbrushes. You use them, and then eventually right. you get a new but, toothbrush. But how, how is that fair? How <laughs> yeah. come you're not paying people? And this whole notion, oh, oh, Tom Brady took less. All the narrative around Tom Brady is that he didn't have any players around him. That they didn't spend money on, yeah. other than when they got Randy Moss on the cheap, right? Because of what happened in Oakland. They never went out and got anybody. So what am I giving up money for or taking less than my market value? Patrick Mahomes, oh, we want to keep the Chiefs together. What happened? Yeah. The other thing that drives me nuts. They lose players. It, the, Ask it, Kelsey it, if he it, got paid in, it, in Kansas City. It works both ways. Like there are the, the Patriots have been so great and they have a, a, a huge fan base, which is ironic because when I started doing the syndicated radio and we were on in Boston, the early days before the Patriots took off, there were all Giants and Jets fans there. They were not Patriots fans because the Patriots had stunk. And and of course now everyone's a Patriot fan, but they, they make tons of money, the Patriots. If you're a fan of that team, why would you spend the entertainment money that you have on a team that doesn't they do they're first of all they're mediocre and secondly they don't reinvest the money. So not only you talk about the players and the gripes the players have about not getting uh you know a top dollar and all that, but then you also from the fans perspective like what are we doing when you're out there and you're you're essentially reinforcing bad habits. And that also annoys me. The guys that that post on social media, call radio shows, and they're like, well, you know, we love that our team saved 50 right. bucks. What? Why? Who cares? I want It's not my money. What fan? You know? That's what I'm saying. They're brainwashed into buying into that. Oh, I wouldn't give that money. I don't want... What? Yeah. Did your beer prices go down? <laughs> no. Did they, from the savings? Are your tickets cheaper? Why would you ever stand on that defending yeah. team for saving money, Ben, when they don't pass the savings on to you. Exactly. And it reminds me, the great agent Scott Boris, I'm going to name drop here, but he told me one time, he said, the player contracts have no bearing on the price of tickets or the price of concessions. And he was absolutely right. I know he's biased, but he's absolutely right. There's no correlation between how much a player's making and how much the price of nachos are going to cost or a soft pretzel or any of that stuff, right? It's just, they're totally different things. And yet, generations of fans have been brainwashed here with this, Rob. Unbelievable. Uh, it's ridiculous is what it is. It's insane. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Labor Day weekend is here. Right? I know, and it's time for the best for last. It's almost the end of the show, but that doesn't mean we're phoning it in. Nope, we grind to the very last segment. It's time for best for last. And Rob, I have known you for a number of years now, and yes. the, I always tell people they ask me about Rob Parker. I, the thing I bring up first, and not the the great baseball writer, not the amazing pundit and uh, hot take guy. No, uh, I bring up the travel advice because I am so jealous of you, Rob. You are living the life that I hope to live, and I've been unable to live it because of my wife, and she does not allow me to do this. But yes. you know, every Labor Day weekend, a great time to get out. You know, every little. Uh, I don't know. Cheat code's the right way to describe it. You know, every little hack to save money and and travel all over. You've traveled all over the world doing this. Yes. Uh, you know what? All seven continents. Ben, awesome. unbelievable. Nice. I mean, uh, you know, Antarctica. Can you imagine a kid from Jamaica, Queens, <laughs> making it to Antarctica? That was probably the most surreal. When when that boat got close and we got into these little uh, 
uh, you know, uh, floating, uh, what do they call it, rafts kind rafts, of things, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then got on land, and I'm standing there, what do you penguins, see? penguins and sea lions yeah. and, and, all, and all that. Did they look at you like, what are you? Like, no, like, uh, uh, but you know what's crazy is that they didn't run away. humans here? No, yeah. they didn't run away because they've never been hunted, so they're not afraid. You oh, know what I mean? Like okay. the animals are just there. Nice. But I do travel a lot. I'm always, I got like my, my schedule coming up. Uh, I told you, I'm, I'm always on the road. I'm yeah, I live, I live through you because I, you know, we follow each other on social, social media. media. And I, yeah, yeah. One day you're in Costa Rica, the next day you're in, in Detroit, Connecticut or whatever. Connecticut, you know? right. Like, yeah. All right, oh. so here we go. I'm going to try to save you some money. Man. Okay. Because this is how I do it. You know, I don't have the... The big uh, Colin Cowherd money. I no. got, you know, yeah, Rob yeah. Parker. Exactly. Money. You should write a book on this. But you're giving this away for free. This would cost thousands of dollars if you were to pay for no, this. No yeah. doubt about it. All right. Always. Anything you could cut corners. You know, you go to an airport, it's expensive to eat out, right? You know Very expensive. Yeah. So yeah, the first absolutely. key is you always want make sure you bring your own tea bags. Okay? Okay. That's the you be, never, What if you don't drink tea though, Rob? Well, you, you got. I mean, you got to be a tea drinker. <laughs> I understand. My whole point is, yeah. I'm not paying four or five dollars for a cup of hot water. I hear you. A tea. I could get a hundred tea bags for three ninety. So will they give you a cup of hot water? If you Most just places will, will give you a free cup of hot water. Okay, so you got the tea taken care of. So right I'm there. just. I just saved okay. you five bucks. There four you go. or five bucks, right? All right, keep track okay. of this. So five dollars. Okay, I'm saving you that. All right. Okay. What's next? All right. You know, if you got uh bringing a lot of clothes on your trip, and they're going to yeah. charge you to to bring your bag on the flight, so yeah. it might be like forty five, fifty, sixty dollars. Yeah. So what you do is you wear some extra things that you might. <laughs> so I might wear a couple of shirts underneath. I got on three pair of underwear. <laughs> I'm just saying, Rob, you're a, you've been on television that and radio matter. for like thirty something years or longer than that. And imagine somebody sitting next to Rob Park. I'm sitting next to a big TV guy, radio guy in the plane, and you got like seven layers of clothes. I like got you're ready clothes to go on. in the winter in Boston or something. And as soon as I get on, I could take a couple off and put them up or whatever. <laughs> Make sure you have a trash bag. Sometimes uh, I'll have like you know the uh, the the bags you get. Groceries in, so yeah, you yeah, have yeah. that. Okay, usable bags. So once you get yeah, on, yeah. you can take some stuff off. You don't want to be hot. Okay, that's another way of saving money. So okay. you don't bring a suitcase. There's no. No, no, no. Because no. I'm not paying. Here's the other thing too. <laughs> so that's fifty bucks. Okay, you but said. so I'm, for up to fifty five dollars now. And, you and then you don't want to. The other thing is you leave clothes behind. You never want to like bring dirty clothes back. Could so, you, can't you just wash them? Though? No, I mean, no, you no. Could because like, I don't want to. Like you know, you might want to buy some extra stuff or other things. So I always leave clothes behind. What I'll do, never underwear and underclothes for people. That's gross. But I'll wear, like if I went on a trip and I have three golf shirts, Yeah. I'll leave two behind, leave a couple pair of pants, leave some other stuff. I'll write a note for the maid or whoever cleans the room, right? I don't know what they call them today. I want to be politically correct. No, I don't know what they Leave call a note them. and it'll say, please, uh, uh Keep these things or donate them. Now, is that your tip to the person cleaning yes, the room? Yes, that is your tip. tip. Yes. Your no, tip I'm not leaving some old shirts and pants. <laughs> they might have game, a six. They game might have used a, by Rob Parker. They yeah. might have a six foot four kid that needs a couple <laughs> pair of pants and a golf shirt. But you or never whatever. leave. You never leave shoes, though, right? You can't. You're no, a shoe guy. You know what? You're a shoe guy. You can't leave any Nikes or Jordans a, around. I right? had a pair of Nikes that I left in Miami. No in the hotel way. Because I had a pair of Jordans. As well, when I went to Costa Rica, I left the Jordans in Miami, took the Nikes to Costa Rica. I would have left them in Costa Rica, but I didn't have any shoes to wear back 
from Costa Rica, so I had to wear them back, but I left them in Miami. Okay. Okay. All right. You so you're that? up to $55. Plus, no, I've just saved another because I'm not right. have another bag. Oh, that's right. So, okay. That's so, another $50. Okay. So, $105 we're up okay, to. Okay. Here we go. Deceit. Yeah. You don't want to pay for extra. You need extra leg room. I do. I, that's you, a big problem I have. Extra. I always get the uh, emergency uh, exit rower. They charge extra for that, though. But what you do is you wait till the very last minute to check in. You know why? Why is that? Nobody wants to pay extra for the better seats. So when the other seats fill up, they have to give you the exit row. Those are the only seats that are left. Ah. So you wait till the very last second and the all the other middle seats fill up See, I, and I, nobody I, wants to pay Ben my, so the what's left I can't in my world my wife is she's like so paranoid when we travel she's like right away when the thing pops up on your Excellent. phone to check in she immediately checks in and I I got to tell her the Rob Parker way you wait to the very end Does that make sense? I like it, it totally makes sense Yeah, it does. cuz they have to give me a seat and they have to and then if the only thing that's available Exit rolls because most people don't want to pay the extra fee. Yeah, and no, the yeah, last and they one. nickel and when I, I was in Boston a couple weeks, ago, they nickel and dime you on everything. on everything, on and, everything. And when you travel too, and you got friends or whatever, and you're taking people out, you know, I like to eat out lunch with a lot of people. Yeah, so you yeah always yeah. remember, always go to the restaurants with the two for one coupons. <laughs> you don't have to tell your friend <laughs> that you have a two for one. You get up, you go away from the table. You wave over the waitress and you slide her the two for one coupon. Okay. And your friend, you know, they don't need to know. Who needs to know? No, it's the gesture. It doesn't matter. Do you care if I pay for the lunch or not? No. All you know is that you didn't pay for it and you had a free meal. Exactly. Now, you don't want to be the person, though, when you say, all right, you can only order the spaghetti because that's the two for one. But you don't want to be that guy. I have been like. Have you been like, just get the spaghetti. You look like a spaghetti guy. Get the meatballs. I don't put it like that. I go. It's the best thing on the menu. Trust nah, me. No, that's it. They get that, that's it. They get that New York salesmanship. My man. Yeah, there so there you go. you go. I'm saving you money, Ben. Okay. That's it. I love the fact that you show up to a, a city. Sometimes these cities you've never been to, and you're like, oh, I'll go buy a few T-shirts or uh, underwear or whatever. I love that. Yes. Roger. Why would you pay money to bring underwear and T-shirts, and then you're going to leave it behind? No, you leave should. it behind. Listen, and uh, I, I don't, you know, we want to say the name of the airline, but you've got, you, you're in the right spirit when it comes to this kind yes. of stuff. You're uh, in the right, 100%. A good spirit about you when you're you're traveling around and all that stuff and uh, you know I would go but I don't like taking time off that's the other problem like I, I feel I don't know, I feel guilty when I take time off I shouldn't I blame the station I worked at in San Diego take time off I when should when your own time I know I, I work know. all the time I know but you I take do. time off yeah no, no doubt I remember I had a boss who said Ben you need work life balance I said what is that. <laughs> And off and running on the herd. Rob Parker over there. Ben Maller here. We're hanging out, calling away, and we're going to have a grand time, Rob Parker. We choosing. are. Yes, my You know friend. what? We, I that? didn't hear that. Uh, what, what does Colin do? Ah! Uh, uh, yeah! <laughs> Just like that. There you go. And what a way to start, Rob, the... New York Jets getting the full treatment yet again. Hard knocks. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. I never miss hard knocks. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they have mastered the formula, as I have pointed out in the past on the overnight show that I do, that the uh, hard knocks formula is like HGTV. Uh, you watch an episode of any of those shows on HGTV, and you know how it's going to go. And the hard knocks is the NFL films people have mastered it. So the latest episode of Hard Knocks, they did a Sopranos 
spoof where they showed Robert Sala driving on the Jersey Turnpike going into the stadium there to get ready for the the season so uh, for, for exhibition game. Uh, so they had that. And uh, the one thing that we, we do love about Hard Knocks, I love it, the mic'd up players behind the scenes. And there was one incident, Rob. Uh, in fact, I think we have the audio on this. So uh, the uh, Aaron Rodgers, and he's uh, there's a giant player, and I, I get the name of the guy here, Jihad Ward. And so Jihad Ward and Aaron Rodgers, there's uh, Rodgers, he only played a few plays in the exhibition game. So Ward comes in. There's a little contact, and then, uh, well, you'll hear what happened. Take a listen. Bro, that is that? some respect, bro. Come on, what the f- is that? Five damn sets? I don't even know who you are, bro. I don't know who the f- you are. You don't? I've never heard of you. Drops back. Lobs one. Front left pylon. It is caught. Garrett Wilson. Oh, it's a jet touchdown. Poke the bear. Hey, I'm not I'm doing you, that. Bro. I'm not hurting you. And I gave him the line that's uncome back with a bowl. I said, I don't even know who you are. But he said, he said, I don't know who you are. I said, bull. Yeah. So this is the great thing. Now, Rob, I, I don't know a lot of famous people. You know more famous people than me. Is that right? Who said that? I no, no. You know, you know famous people, Rob. Okay. But, but here's the thing. I, that is the ultimate KO. If you go up to somebody who's famous, like, I don't know who you are. That annoys famous people more than anything. They go nuts. They go ballistic. And uh, and so it was, it was good audio. Uh, also, we have uh, Aaron Rodgers very upset. You know, this is they're building and painting the picture here on Hard Knocks about Aaron Rodgers, the great leader, the the savior of the New York Jets. And unlike every other stiff that's played quarterback for the Jets, Aaron Rodgers is not going to put up with any of the nonsense. Take a listen. Mistake. One drive. Basic at twelve to fourteen yards. Mistakes in one damn drive. Unbelievable. Drop three balls in three wrong routes and a false start. Yeah. And then Rogers probably when he talks to the media, I thought we had a great practice today. I thought everything was fine. We did a good job, right, Rob? Isn't that how it usually goes when you were covering NFL teams over the years? Yes. Uh yeah. Then they'll definitely flip it. I don't know. I mean, obviously, whenever you pull the curtain back, there's some uh acting there people know that they're mic'd you know like I, I don't know how much of it is like reality tv right that a show called bridezilla what is that what are you supposed to do if you're a bride are you supposed to act nice to the people helping you with the wedding yeah. or are you supposed to act like something else you know what yeah, i mean it, like yeah like like, it, it, like that's what i always say like once you know you're mic'd and i'm walking around with a mic on i think i play to the camera and the mic yeah, yeah. In fact, there's a, there's a, I forget the term. I remember reading about this when I was in school. There's a term for it. And it, it was a science experiment in a factory. And they put cameras in the factory to see how people would react to the cameras. And people do, you change. And these guys know if they have a great line on hard knocks, they're going to get attention. Guys like us are going to talk about it. But they have marketing opportunities. I remember when I was, uh, years ago when reality TV kind of started, I was driving in uh, Hollywood to work. And they were taping one of those dating reality shows. And I was stopped at a red light, and there's a lot of traffic. And so they walked across the street, and they you know, taped the thing. And I guess they didn't get the right camera angle, so they did it again. I was like, wait oh, a yeah, minute. I mean, what right, you- that's scripted. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's the issue. And then they have writers writing 
what you need to say and all this kind of stuff. It, it's all a farce. It is. Yeah. And, and the Jets could wind up being a farce, just speaking of farces. And I'm going to say this, Ben. You don't have Jets fever, Rob? You're a New York guy. You don't Dude, have Jets I fever? Up, I grew up as a Jets fan. I grew yeah. up in Queens. I used to go to games at Shea Stadium. I mean, I'm uh, all of that. Remember. But I'm not one of these guys that uh, every time they add a quarterback, add water, and stir, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Okay, because Brett Favre was a Jet, too. Okay? How'd that work out? That did not work out. Did not work out well? No. And, and here's my thing. I get it. I know why people are thinking that this is it. Finally, that this downtrodden organization that hasn't won a Super Bowl since the Louisiana Purchase is all of a sudden <laughs> going to win now because they got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Whatever you think of Aaron Rodgers, the guy's one of the greatest who ever threw the football, okay? And he already won a Super Bowl. Long time and, ago, though. Yeah, but Long it time ago. Yeah, you say that, Long but Dan Marino ago. never won a Super Bowl. No, okay. he didn't. But, but he, he was a great quarterback. Was, would you, but, but would you deny that? But is that? To me, that I'm not one of these guys, but you have to win a championship. No, I think, I'm Car, not. I think Carl Malone in the NBA is one of the all-time greats. He didn't win a championship, right? People rip him all. He didn't win. Charles no, I'm Barkley, not saying guys that. Like that. But I'm saying that the people try to act like, well, uh, Aaron Rodgers won a long time. He won. There are guys yeah. who never but won. Think, but the pack, you think of Favre and Rodgers, 30, basically 30 years of playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. They won two. Yeah, but two. That, yeah, but that, two. I think I think two, what you Rob. I think what two. you're not looking at is, and you're not being fair is I'm being fair. No, the bad defenses. And remember, here's here's two things. In Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay, they never drafted a skill position in the first round. Never zero. And also, they never they never fixed their defense. And one year, if I if you could help me out, one year. Everybody on their roster, except for one player, was drafted by the Packers. So it was, I think if they had an owner, a real owner, that things would have been different. But because they're run by, you know, like this board and nobody really owns the Packers, I think that has hurt the organization, to to be honest, in getting the parts and the pieces that they need. But anyway. But they have the ultimate, though, in Green Bay. They're like, hey, well, we're in Green Bay. You know, who wants to come to Green Bay? That's what they always, that's their argument. They did did get Reggie White as a free agent to come to Green Bay. Well, that's because God told him to do that. Okay. God hadn't, if God had told him to go to Cincinnati, he would have gone to Cincinnati. But he did go to Green Bay. So they need interference from a higher power to get people to go to Green Bay. Either that or to to produce uh, Hebrew national hot dogs. Well, that would be. (laughs) That would be. My, my brother actually lives in Appleton, Wisconsin. I never. That's been, where the mall is. In I know. Appleton. I, oh, I had never been to Green Bay. My brother lived there. You know, I, I tried to avoid going there, but I did. I, I loved it. I thought it was great, but it is so. When unlike. did you go? You talk about a you loved years, Appleton. I did. I went you went in February. I didn't. I didn't go in February. Okay, in December. I'm not stupid. That's an awful no, place. No, Are but, you kidding? But, but I got. The, I love the whole explanation that Green Bay is so small, and I went to Lambeau Field, and there's like there's no game there. I went to Lambeau. The, the biggest thing at Lambeau field is the team store uh you know you know so but i went to Lambeau, and it's like there's not even a hotel big enough for the teams to stay in green bay they, they stay in stay, appleton they stay in appleton yeah I, which I, is not that big by the way either no but yeah. i know because obviously i covered every lions road game for oh, so almost 20 years eating cheese curds and all yeah that. so were, i was in appleton and i went to the mall and i bought yeah. sneakers there and the whole nine yards and i've lived that life but it really, there's nothing there. I mean, let's just be honest. You saw that. You got people park their cars in people's driveways across the street from Lambeau well, Field game day. You go to Culver's, though, and get some good fast food. Okay. You know, so Is that it? That. All right. Yeah, like but here's my point yeah. on the New York Jetropolitan. 
I get it. They won seven games. They didn't make the playoffs, but they won seven games. They didn't have a quarterback a year ago, right? So you say, okay, they have pretty darn good defense. They got young players, some young studs, right? Running back, wide receiver. I get it. You start to look at the roster and go, they got a good roster. You add a Hall of Fame quarterback and and add water, stir, and you go, they're going to go into the Super Bowl or this is all set up. But we saw this very same scenario with the New York Mets this past year who won what? 101 games last year, Ben Maller. And guess what? They went out and got Justin Verlander, the American League uh, Cy Young Award winner, comeback player of the year. Add him to Scherzer and everything that had gone on the year before, and guess what? They're not going to the playoffs. <laughs> well, the thing that fascinates me about the Jets is, first of all, the the fact that this is a combustible situation. You just talked about Green Bay and Rodgers going to New York, and you know you were a sports writer in New York. You grew up there. How, how different it is. If things go bad, oh, if yeah. this turns out to be rotten, the snowball effect is it's going to bury the Jets. And if they're 0-4 to start, there's no doubt done, about it. And they it. go out, they open up with Buffalo on, I think, Monday I'm not night. high on Buffalo, I'll tell you that. Well, I look at the AFC East. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, road. I think the whole division is a tinderbox because Buffalo, you've got the dig situation. That could turn nasty. My my guys that are in Bill's Mafia tell me I'm nuts, that Diggs will be fine. But I've seen too many Diva wide receivers cause uh, problems. Well, you look at Miami, Tua's, uh, you want to be polite and stuff, but the guy's had a lot of concussions. You don't know if he's going to stay healthy. They don't have a Mike White, I believe, is the backup quarterback there, the former Jet. The Patriots, who I mean, they're a mess. So that whole division is topsy-turvy, but the Jets are also also topsy-turvy. Aaron Rodgers did not look good. People don't like to talk about this. It's taboo. He did not look good. He showed signs last year that you're like, is did he- Did he have a bad he, thumb? Is it, well, is that the excuse? No, is that the get-out-of-jail-free ex- card? It's not is an that- excuse, Ben. Like, you got to be realistic. Now, now, that guy threw more interceptions last year than he did the previous three years. I mean, you, can you at least admit that that looked a little weird that he didn't have It was his- odd, but you but, know— But he did the, have a thumb injury. But the rule is, uh, Rob, that when you get to a certain age, if you don't play well, then all of a- If you had that same year when you're 25, you're like, ah, you know, it's a throwaway. But it— you know, late 30s? Three years ago, Bucky Brooks. The great Bucky uh, right? Brooks. The great book, Bucky yeah. Brooks, who, Brooks, who I had a big fight with on the air because he said Aaron Rodgers was washed up. This was the year before he won the back-to-back uh, MVPs. Yeah. I, all I'm saying is... Now, you can- you know a thing or two about calling people washed up. Okay. Right, right? Well, well, I'm going to name Tom Brady here, but... Okay. Uh, I'm just, but my point is... Yeah. You got to be careful... And I do believe that there was something. I'm not saying he played well. I'm not getting, he for, for Aaron Rodgers. He did not play well. But uh, the other thing that scares me about the Jets, even more than Aaron Rodgers at age 39, is the Jets. It's different when nobody has expectations for you. You know that Ben. Last year, nobody thought the Jets were any good. They won some games that they people were shocked at. Oh wow, look at what's going on here. Now this year with all the talk and they're going to the Super Bowl and they you think that people are going to take the Jets lightly coming in with Aaron Rodgers? Do you, do you believe yeah. that? Not yeah. not one second. Right out so of the gate. So it's different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. so different when when all of a sudden you're supposed to be this team. I think the same thing will happen with the Detroit Lions who people are making 
all this. See, I disagree with you on the lines. I am drinking the Honolulu Blue Kool Aid. Drink it all. I love Dan Campbell's shtick. Everyone ripped him when he got hired. He was a meathead guy, but I think he's figured something out there. I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, last year, he cost them the game against Minnesota. Well, their the defense first... was terrible. No, Ryan. but and also we need to get the sound, Ryan, of the Lions announcers. Who t- and we'll talk about the Lions later in the show. Yeah, we will. We'll who told to Dan Campbell to call timeout during the They're screaming at him yeah. during the game. That's the coach well, you should, think is going to be coach well, of the year and uh, get to the Super Bowl? I didn't say coach of the okay, year. Okay, we'll talk uh, about but that. But we'll talk about that later for sure. Anyway, uh, we're hanging out. Colin away. Rob Parker there. Ben Maller here. Is it true that Jerry Jones is following... The rule of drama yet again. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season this is freddie prince jr and i am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only jeff die Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rolling on the herd, Ben Maller calling away Ben Maller and the great Rob Parker. And hey, at the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. You did not hear that wrong. Everything you earned doubled. Seriously. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. And there's a rule in 
sports talk radio that you can't go more than uh, what about a couple segments without mentioning the Dallas Cowboys, Rob? Is that the rule that you have to mention the Dallas Cowboys? Is it the Cowboys, LeBron James, Lakers, and uh, what's the third? What's the third part of that? Is there like the trifecta? Is there a third? Well, team? it used to be Tom Brady. Oh, the right, Patriots. Right, yeah, the Patriots and, and all get. that. Right. Yeah. So the Dallas Cowboys here are at the top, and the rule of drama. You know what the rule of drama is, right, Rob? It's it's a Hollywood thing that everything's got to be more messy and convoluted than it needs to be. It's the the rule of drama, and because if everyone gets along, it's not good. It's like, kind of like doing a radio show. If everyone agrees on everything, how boring is that? Right. Uh, there are plenty of shows like that, but people don't listen to them. No, too. no. It's right. uh, it's called background noise and uh, all that. But anyway, so uh, the story this week in Cowboyland. Jerry Jones, he liked the team so much he bought it, and he's the GM. There's been the GM forever. We all know that. And uh, Jerry has, uh, he over the years, he's done things randomly just to get attention, to keep the Cowboys. Not that the Cowboys need extra attention, but I feel like Jerry does a lot of things just because he knows it's going to be good fodder. and that, that football's not the most important thing. One of those moves involved Trey Lance, the transaction the last couple of days here, Trey Lance coming over uh, over the weekend from the 49ers for a fourth-round pick. And if you didn't hear the audio, Jerry Jones, listen to, to Jerry and explain. He did not uh, let everyone know what his plan was. He had— what, what a shocker that was. He had no plan. Take a listen. We didn't tell anybody until we did it, period. <laughs> there was nobody that knew it. I, we told Mike after we'd done it. And you but my point is we just wanted to get it done. Have you talked to Dak since then? No, I have not. When you say you told Mike afterward, did he have any input on, on the decision? Just that he liked him as a quarterback coming out. But that, that's our decision. All right, so what are the Cowboys thinking what, here? What, what, are you shocked, Ben? They've been running this thing, the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, like a mom-and-pop store, okay? His kid's running the team. Jerry thinks he's the GM. And, and uh, you know, I get it. He owns the team, uh, so he wants to do it. He wants to win his way. He's already in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he still wants to win on his own terms. And in the last 28 years, they've been to the NFC Championship game zero times. Their playoff record is 5-12. and 12. We could go on and on and on. They're with the NFL reg, uh, dregs as far as teams that haven't done anything in the last 30 years with the Lions and the, and the Browns and the Cowboys are in that group. And all of it coincides with when Jerry Jones decided he had to win his way. And this is why we keep getting the same old, same old from the Cowboys. Why don't you smart people turn over the business to people who do this for a living? And and I don't understand it. Why, why? Well, I'll tell you what. If I bought an NFL team, Rob, I would want to be the GM. I would want to be Jerry Jones. I would. If I had enough money, if I won the lottery. For what? Why, why would why you win? What's it? You don't want to hire other people to run the team. I, I know more than get these other football. people. Yeah, you think you football. do. What are football people? Go the, get guys the, who, who have done done the work. Nah, you know, yeah. Uh, like, so you're just like, you would love this. You would like 28 years where since Jimmy Johnson left, you haven't done anything really. I mean, let's just be well, honest. Well, one thing that Jerry has done is the Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable team That has nothing to do with that. The, that. the Cowboys were, before he bought the team, the Cowboys were the yeah. American team. I actually had stop, a, stop giving them credit 
Well, as if he transformed. They, no, they, he hasn't they, destroyed it. No, but financially, they had Tom he hasn't Landry. It. They had great players. He got Stop. rid of Landry. He got Stop. rid of Landry. But no, th- but, listen, but you're the, making it like they were they were the Lions, and he turned them into the Cowboys. They were the Cowboys they, were con- always. But the fact that they've continued though, and as you just pointed out, you just gave the resume of stinkage for the Dallas Cowboys, and yet still the the Cowboys have endured. In terms of revenue but that, but, and popularity, but and all that, that doesn't. Stuff. But that's not what you're there for. Yes, but a lot of it is if because. I own, yes, if I own a team, I want to want to yeah, increase right. the value of the team. So you could do that, but you don't have to make player personnel decisions, Ben. You could be the the owner and 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 enjoy all the money and everybody saying what a great franchise and look at the stadium you built and all of this. You could enjoy all that and also win. You could be Robert Kraft. You could hang out with Rap. You could uh, get married at 95 years old. You could do all that if you want and still have a winning product. What are you talking about? Yeah, but if if the Cowboys do win, and Jerry's, you know, how many, how many years he's going to do this? Jerry's getting older, but it, it, it's if the Cowboys win, that's the ultimate. Hey, see, I told you so. We're going to win. Uh, oh, is that uh, yes. 40 years later? Yeah. Uh, Jerry Jones. Overnight it, success. It took 40 years. Jerry later, Jones yeah. is so old, I think they moved his uh, office to the cemetery. I mean, is it, just stop. He's in the waiting room. He's I mean, just what, gonna, what, what, waiting, are you, what are we no, doing No, but it's fine. The trail uh, Listen, and I'm not, I'm not going to defend. I, I can't defend Jerry Jones' record. All I'm saying is if, I, if you listening won enough money to buy an NFL team, you would want the whole point of it as a fan, you want to run the team. He was a fan and he got he bought the team. He wanted to run the team. That's not what you want to do. You don't do but that. But football these so many teams hire football. The Jets, how many football people have Jets hired? And they there's no better than the Cowboys. Yes, they the are Cleveland the Jets Browns. went the Jets went to the AFC championship game. Big deal. Twice. What do you mean big deal? Because, I'll tell you why. No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. They went twice with matter. Rex Ryan. You're acting like the Jets didn't do anything for hundred years. Let me explain. Because what are you talking I, about? I like the Clippers, all right? And I always point out on my show, I point out the Clippers made the Final Four. And everyone's, that doesn't mean anything. Who yeah, cares about the Final Four? They, they were in the conference finals. But that, that's the only time in their uh, franchise it history. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. They, yes, it, it was is. a few years ago. They were in the conference finals, and they, they, one of their best players got hurt but, and all that. But my point is, you're talking about, well, the, so the, either, well, the either that matters. I mean, you know, the, the Cleveland Browns, you go down the Lions, they've all hired football people for the most part over the years. Football people doesn't guarantee you anything. Nobody says it guarantees, but when you look at the Cowboys and how they won, had a dynasty, won three out of four when Jimmy Johnson was buying the groceries and cooking, and then it took it over by Jerry Jones, and you look 28 years down the road and you see that this franchise hasn't done what with the talented players and the money that they've spent. Ben, for them not to get to an NFC championship game since 1995 is outrageous. The league is set up so that you can, you no, know, I, like you I, can, I agree with all that. You, I agree you can, with all that. You can turn but, your franchise around. That's why when you look at franchises like the Lions and the Cowboys of late, and you say to yourself, "How is this even possible that that the Lions have have won one playoff game since 1957, or the Cowboys haven't been to the NFC Championship game since 1995?" That's more than a generation. People of twenty more than twenty five years. Yeah. No, it's it's been it's been bad, but the, the whole Trey Lance thing. To circle back to Trey Lance, from a football standpoint, it makes no sense. You, you, the, some people are in the in the Cowboys media are like, "Well, he's an insurance in, ga- in case Dak Prescott ends up 
leaving and the, the Cowboys have to make a decision on Dak's contract if you're into that kind of thing coming up. But my point, the, Trey Lance has done nothing other than some scouts when he was in North Dakota said this guy's going to be great. And because of the whole COVID thing, he hardly played his last year at North Dakota uh, State. And then now in the NFL, he hasn't played much. When he's played, he hasn't been very good. And He's you, played he, five he, games, he, Ben. You're going to evaluate what, yes, a guy off of that? Yes. Stop it. It's the Stop. NFL, right? The old Jerry Glanville line, not for long and all. You five gotta, games. You got to show something. Yes. That's, that's a legit? That's legit, Ben? Enough for the 49ers to throw in the no, flag that just mean, and, and, and that say mean, that's it. We're done. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna bring in you know, Brock Purdy's gonna be the guy. Was it the last pick in the draft? Yeah, okay. And then Brock Purdy falls off the cliff this year. Uh, they'll be scrambling. It'll just prove to you that they did a terrible job of uh, of uh, vetting this guy and and scouting him. And Trey Lance should have never been picked. They should have never gave up three first round picks. To, to swing and miss that bad on a guy is ridiculous. It tells you about that uh, that Shanahan, that uh, Shanahan never really wanted him, and, and there had to be a divide in the front office. Why, why in the world would you draft a guy, give him five games to play, and then get rid of him? Well, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't make but, sense. I mean, he couldn't stay healthy, though. That's the problem. He kept getting hurt. Play five games. He got. He can't, well, that's because he can't, they can't play him if he's in a wheelchair. I mean, what are they going to do? The guys. The guys hurt. Why not? First and put him out there. That wheelchair first, football. First and ten. What a yeah. wheelchair. Well, he'd be mobile. He'd definitely be able to move around there, <laughs> and it'd be hard to tackle. I mean, you could get injured if you hit the wheelchair the wrong way. That could become. Uh, problematic uh, for sure. But uh, Trey, listen, Trey Lance, uh, it's it's just a bizarre situation. I go back to the drama-o-rama of Jerry's world. and But one thing, one other point, and Jerry said this somewhat recently in the last year or so. He said, I think it was last year, the Cowboys had a decision to make, the trade deadline where they're going to add, you know, big name player or whatever. And Jerry, like, did the whole rant. And we'll talk more about this later. But his whole rant, Rob, was like, well, you don't want to go all in. You know, Jerry's idea is just – he wants to be competitive every year so the Cowboys have a chance. And then he figures the law of averages will play out, which I don't think is a legitimate law, the law of averages, that at some point, by mistake, the Cowboys, as long as they're in the playoffs they, every year, they're going to win one. They that, thought that, that they thought that in Chicago with the Cubs, and then 108 years passed. Stop yeah. with the law. They've been saying that in Detroit with the Lions. I, I worked in that town. There's no such thing. It's about making good decisions. It's about building a team the right way. It ain't the law of averages. Everybody doesn't win. There are yeah. plenty of teams in every league, Ben, that have never won a championship, right, throughout their whole existence because it's not a law of averages. Oh, well, uh, the stars will align and the clouds will, will part open and then all of a sudden yeah. everything will fall in our lap and we'll win. No. Yeah. And by the way, before we get off the Cowboys conversation point here, I uh, if I'm the Cowboys, I would move on from Dak Prescott. I'm not a Dak Prescott guy. That guy has come up small in so many big games over the years. I don't think he's the guy. He's not the guy that's going to get it done. I have not seen. He's been there long enough now, Dak, and he's fine during the regular season and against inferior opponents, but I've seen that guy go out there and puke too many times in big games. Well, but Jerry gave him the big contract. Well, I, I know. I would have done the can, it. I know. All right. I and know. then they had no choice but to but, pay but him they're, but they're coming all the up. money. They're coming up to another crossroads here, Rob, where it's like, hey, they can make a decision whether or not they want to continue to go down that road. But everyone's so afraid. They're so paranoid about change. They're like, I don't know. I mean, we picked the wrong quarterback. Yeah, okay. Maybe you will pick the wrong. Maybe you'll pick somebody who puts you over the top and, and gets it done. 
I mean, the, the Cowboys have talent. You, you would, even though you ripped Jerry Jones, you'd admit that roster's pretty good. Yeah, but Micah that's Parsons the, is a stud. But that's the problem defense. is that they have a good roster, but they can't win because if they had somebody who, and Jerry's not making, he just told you he just signed a quarterback without talking to the coach. Uh, the coach of the team. Come on, then that. Come on, Ben. Like, like, even if you want to make the move, can can you clue yeah. in the coach who's actually running well, the team? And, and, and some people were upset because you didn't tell Dak. Now I don't understand not, not telling Dak. Dak, Dak I understand. Not telling, yeah, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy's like. Uh, yeah. But he couldn't tell him because I don't know because he wasn't working the puppet strings on McCarthy. <laughs> Is that what it was? I guess so. I, I'm surprised McCarthy's back after the way they imploded against the Niners last year. Uh, they they must have put so much stock the Cowboys. Cowboys in beating a sub 500 Buccaneer team with Tom Brady who was on his last legs and all that. That was a, and, and you know what? There were so many people thought that Tampa was going to win. I I never bought that. You I know, did, like did you either. buy that? I did not. I, I, I was the like Cowboys the Cowboys are going to beat them. That was like the biggest. Yeah. Uh, to me, uh, easy bet I've ever seen. But you saw with the the, the Cowboys, Dak Prescott against the sub-500 team in the playoffs played well. And then when he went against no, the 49ers defense. MO. Go look at the record. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's, uh, that's it. Anyway, listen, we got, we got to get over to the news of the day and the great Ryan music. He's got he's got you updated. Both of us here is going to update us on everything. What's going on, Ryan? What's up, Ryan? No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Gentlemen, great to be here with you. We'll stick with the NFL discussion, but turn our attention from quarterbacks to running backs. We have an update on the Jonathan Taylor situation. Yesterday's faux deadline passed and resulted in the the Colts placing Taylor on the physically unable to perform list. That means he's going to miss at least the first four games of the season. Now, ESPN is also reporting that the Colts are still secretly listening to offers from teams. Dolphins, one of those teams that are engaged in discussions with Indy. And now a surprise team has been revealed. The Green Bay Packers. Feels a little odd. What do you think, Ben? No, no, the Packers don't spend money. We just talked about the Packers earlier this time. They do not spend money, the Green Bay Packers. It makes no sense. I I believe the mystery team, anytime somebody says mystery team, my BS detector goes off. I think it I don't believe mystery team. The Packers team. have two good running backs. They don't need him, Jonathan Taylor. But it's just, but the money thing more than anything, because Jonathan Taylor's like, I want to be out of here because I want to be paid. When have the Green Bay Packers opened up the pocketbooks, Rob, to pay yeah, I, anybody? Right, but I, I just running the running game is not an issue for the Packers. I just, I find that to be interesting, unless there's something that we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're now, one of the guys. Now, will Jonathan Taylor though rock the boat? Because you, in order for him to get traded here, he's got to be the biggest schmuck in the world and cause all kinds of issues. Otherwise, he's going to be hanging out in Indy and the Colts, boy, they look like they're going to be bad this year. You know what? And and the Colts, you know, this is uh, Jim Mersey and uh, the whole idea is you got a young quarterback who you need to have a running game so he doesn't get killed. If there's nobody running the football, you could just be like, you know, uh, jailbreak. You know, just go after yeah. this kid and make him throw the ball. Even if you run the ball, it's still going to be a debacle. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, right? Like that's why I don't understand this whole thinking. And I'm, I'm, any situation where you don't pay people to produce, I'm against it. I'm, I'm down on that. God, Jonathan Taylor has produced. He should be paid. All right, we'll turn our attention back to quarterbacks here. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. Continues to be mum on the return of their star quarterback, Joe Burrow, from his calf injury suffered on the second day of training camp. When asked if he'll return to play this week, Taylor said, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, he also was clear about one thing, though. 
very strongly denied that Burrow's current contract negotiations have nothing to do with his absence right now. Yeah, I can't believe he didn't confirm that. That would have been great. You know what? By the way, Joe Burrow hates the franchise and is pissed off with the owners, so therefore he's not practicing. Now, that would have been a great quote by an NFL coach. That would have been wonderful. That would have been like a 10-plus. Yeah, there's something going on with Burrow. I, I'm starting to think there's something going on. This seemed like a minor injury. That it, it should not have taken that long for him to come back. And starting to look ahead to week one of the NFL, the Bengals play the Browns, Rob. And is Joe Burrow going to play? Does he start? To, if he starts the game, how much does he play? And if Joe Burrow has a problem with the Bengals being frugal, he might not practice all season, Rob. Is that a fair take? Hey, you, you already know we talked about uh... – uh, teams pinching pennies and whatnot and all that. Mike Brown and the Bengals, they didn't have an indoor facility until like two years ago, right? I mean, they were playing out, practicing outside. In Cincinnati. In, in Cincinnati, <laughs> right. It wasn't like you're in South Florida. It's very balmy there in December. In that, but that yeah. just tells you about that organization. They're hoping for a hometown discount. I hope Joe Burrow says, stick it, you know, the hometown discount. I want my value. Pay me what I deserve. We saw uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, take some ridiculously terrible contract, team-friendly to Kansas City, and all they're doing is jettisoning players, right, and not paying. Yeah. Right? You think the Bengals are going to offer Burrow some of that chili, the the Skyline chili there, a couple cans Please. of that? And the, no? the first thing, my first day there, you know, I worked at the Cincinnati Inquirer. That's right. You were I covered red. the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. You were there for the great Lou Pinella meltdown. Lou. Yeah, yes. You, yes. So they took me out to Skyline Chili like my first day. They're like, okay, you're here in Cincinnati. You got to try it. Uh, I tried it. Uh, went to the bathroom and never went back. I've never had it, but I know some of the listeners on the overnight show, Justin and Cincinnati, and those guys, they say it's terrible. And they're uh, from Cincinnati. They're ter- they're, terrible. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I've never had it. I don't know. Ryan, don't do it. Don't go there? Yeah. All right, very good. We will press on here straight ahead. Now, the Dodgers have been a dominant force in Major League Baseball. Unless it's the postseason. Well, for the last decade, though. Unless it's the postseason. You don't need to nitpick here, Rob. How dare you? But there (laughs) is. You just said that about Aaron Rodgers, but when it comes to the Dodgers, you've got to do it. Well, they did win the few years. The hardest World Series of all time during a global pandemic. I was there. I was in Texas. You were in Texas. I was not. I was watching on TV. So, yeah, they have still not played a, a, a winning World Series since 1988 at Dodger Stadium. But there is one thing, and I like the Dodgers, but there is a glitch. We have determined a glitch in the magical formula of Dodger baseball. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Dynasty the king, uh, king, uh. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith presents the Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Herd continues. Collins away for a couple days. You got me, Ben Maller, and the great Rob Parker. We're hanging out together. How do you own the day in sports, you're asking? Well... You make incredible plays, but how do the rest of us own the day with Irish Spring? When the spring hits you, you are ready to own the day, so look for Irish Spring at your local retailer today. My grandfather, may he rest in peace, loved Irish Spring. Irish Spring, I have a, a ton it. of it at the house, and yeah. you can smell it through the box. It's that it's good, so, am I right? It's so I'm powerful. Like, not... yeah. you, you know you're going you're gonna to clean some of that, that nasty smell off with the Irish Spring. You, and when, when my grandfather passed away, uh, we inherited, one of the great inheritance, Rob, big case of Irish Spring. Big case. I loved it. So anyway. No doubt. Let yeah. me say this. Yeah. We were talking about the, the chili in Cincinnati, my, my boy G in Cincinnati. He just texted me, said, don't be dogging my chili, Rob. <laughs> great show today, man. You sound great. Thank you in yeah. Cincinnati listening to The Herd. And you could check Ben Maller out, right, overnight. Yeah, I'll be on tonight, actually. I'm doing it's a double header, like the great late Ernie Banks said. It's at, a beautiful at, day for sports what radio. What time for everybody? I'll be on uh, 2 a.m. in the east, 11 in the west, until 6 a.m. So and, I'll be on all night. And I'll be on the Odd Couple this That's evening, right. 7 to 10 yeah. p.m. Eastern time. Chris Broussard and I, the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. So, yes, 
Ben and I are doing double dip yeah. on a uh, Wednesday. And might I add, not that I'm looking for for pity or sympathy, uh, and I love Colin. Colin's the legend, uh, but I'm normally sleeping at this time. Yes, I don't. I have a very odd schedule. I have a nocturnal schedule. So when the boss called me up and said, "Hey, how would you like to fill in?" You don't say no when you have a chance to fill in for Colin. Exactly I mean, you, you on say the yes herd. That, Are you but, kidding? Yes. But I then pointed out, well, I normally go to bed at this time, and you know. So, but anyway, it worked out. By the way, Robbie writes in the Great Mariner fan. He said he loves Skyline Chili. He thinks it's wonderful. So there's really? conflicting opinions on the skyline chili uh, so anyway but I wanted to get into the Dodgers here Rob the Dodgers running away with the National League West there's a wide margin there's two teams in the National League this year the Braves and Dodgers are going to play this weekend in LA and it's going to be a great series and, and likely a preview of the NLCS but I got a gripe I love the Dodgers I used to do Dodger talk back in the day but I got a gripe with the Dodgers there is a fatal flaw Andrew Friedman and the people he's hired there, the nerds in the front office, have done a wonderful job of putting a great team on the field. They also spend a lot of money every year. But the babying of the starting pitchers, the Dodgers had three blue-chip starting pitchers in the last couple years that have all needed Tommy John surgery. Dustin Mays had it a couple times, Walker Bueller, and the latest... It's actually going to happen on Friday, Tony Gonsolin. Right. And the thing that drives me nuts is the Dodgers have coddled their young pitchers where they limit the number of innings they pitch, how often they pitch, the number of pitches, all of it out of an abundance of caution. At one point, let me ask you this, Rob. You're a baseball guy. Baseball writer. Should be in the Hall of Fame of baseball. But here's the thing. Wow. Why not? Uh, They put writers in the Hall of Fame, right? You should be in there, Rob. Let's start the campaign. But here's the thing. All right, the babying of pitchers, and it just it's not working. So at what point, Rob, will the Dodgers have a come-to-Jesus moment and realize maybe we should try something else here? They won't do it. I, I totally agree, and we see it over and over. Uh, and this is not babying young pitchers, but we saw this with Clayton Kershaw a couple years. Was that two years ago? Oh, against the Twins. Yeah, it was early in the season. Yeah, it, pitching the a twins. perfect game. Yeah. Not, not a no-hitter. And had hardly any pitches. He had 80 pitches through seven innings, okay? And there were no stress. There were no issues. Yeah, he, and they were like, oh, no, we got to take him out. And and Kershaw was nice. He let them off the hook by saying he asked to come out no, and all the, that. No, the line. This drove, the this line? drove me nuts. I, I had a mental breakdown on the radio. He said uh, because it would have been selfish. It would have been selfish to, to pitch a perfect a game. perfect game. A perfect game would be selfish. What world are we living in? What bizarro world are we living in? And the point I bring that up is, guess what? That season, because they took him out and they didn't let him go. What what, what happened at the end, What happened? What happened? He still got hurt. Snap, crackle, pop. Exactly. And that's my point with the... We, we, We Earlier before, we were doing our show prep and talking, and we were just talking about Nolan Ryan. Yeah. And I know we sound like, hey, you kids, get off our lawn, guys, right? This guy threw 235 pitches in a game. And the next game pitched six innings. And the next two games after that, complete games. Yeah. Like, like, stop with the, well, we're going to do what's best for you and we're going to stop you from pitching well. We watched the World Series game where Blake Snell was pitching. Wasn't it a no-hitter against uh, the uh, uh, Dodgers? Well, I want to thank Tampa Bay for that one. They took him out and the bullpen that, puked all over the mess. So right. that was good, yes. But wasn't he pitching? He was pitching. No, he was pitching a great game. The Dodgers, they were off balance. and They uh, were like, oh my God, like, we can't yeah. believe they're taking him out. Thank bro, you. Bro, I'm risking my life. Blake Snell, he shut, he shut him down for that, that particular but, start. But this is what we're talking about is 
like preempting or trying to overanalyze. These are young guys in their prime. Yeah. Let yeah. them pitch. And the other thing, Rob, is we've always heard that because athletes are better now than they were before. The, the body, the, the 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 way they work out, everything's amazing. And, uh, and, and I generally agree with that. But yet in baseball, and if you bring this up, and I've talked to some people I know that work in the, in the industry, they're like, whoa, you can't do that. you know, Because they don't want to be the GM where a guy gets hurt because they decided to have him throw more. So they'd rather just do it the way they've been doing it in the last like 10 years or so. And, uh, and, and it also came up in our production meeting about how in like younger years guys are babied from an earlier point now it's not just when they get to the major leagues it's often before that point yeah it, it is really really weird on where we are and instead of just letting guys play and stop worrying about all this stuff and and the investments they have insurance let the guys play they're young if they're not hurt i'm not saying put people out there who are hurt ben or no, or, no. or injured or something and, but, and by- why did 100 pitches become the drop-dead number? I have no why? idea. Because it's a round number? People love round numbers? Why, talk, why not 110 or 115? There, 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 there were no pitch counts in the old days. I know. What, what are you counting pitches for? Yeah, we were talking also. Fernando Valenzuela in the World Series for Lasorda had him pitch like 150 pitches or close to it in a World Series game. Just like, you know, keep pitching. You're yeah. pitching great. You're pitching great, and there's nobody in the bullpen better than you. So yeah. what, what's the point? Yeah, that's the other. The, the micro, it's per, it's uh, paralysis by analysis, right? It's it's like so many, they got so many uh, algorithms, and they've got they've got all figured out. It's called Meshuggah. It's all crazy yeah. to me. What happened to the human element, though? That's completely. I love the human element. Yeah. We're humans. Are we? Are we going to become androids at some point? Would you want to become an android, right? No, I do not. You do not want to be an android? No. Really? Well, just let me give you my time on Earth, and then I'm on moving on. You ready to check on and move on? Yeah, that's, that's about right. I think we'll move on. What do you say there? We'll say bye-bye for now. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.